Also, today is a particularly packed show right here uh, on Sports Ultras on 3FM 92.7. You're welcome to another edition of the show. Your regular host, Thierry Nyan, is not here. He's on Ghana's strongest duty. And so, I've uh, taken the seats. My name is Yalfo Sulabi, and I'll be bringing you uh, everything, moderating this show, uh, just to make sure that you get all the information and everything you need in the world of sports. This weekend has been uh, impressively uh, great when it comes to uh, football and Spain, winners of the World Cup. England could not get close to it uh, in many ways. We'll be talking the Ghana Football Association elections, the World Athletic Championships. We'll get there. We'll get to some transfer news. But the topical issue, though, for today is the Black Star squad that is yet to be announced. And it's one of the uh, major things that we are going to be looking at today right here on 3 Sports Ultras. Right, so my panelists are already seated, and uh, today we have a special guest who has joined us in the studio from Angel Sports. His name is Listowel Mensa. I mean, if you're an ardent sports fan, wherever you listen to a football commentary from and, and you know, proper radio sports commentary uh, when it comes to talking about the issues, Listowel Mensa has made a name for himself and he's joined us today on the show. Listowel, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, my brother. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling... Um... <laughs> You know, my team just lost. Your team just lost there. Yes, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's difficult to take yeah, because yeah. Uh, um, we'll, 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 we'll come right. to we'll come to it. We'll come so, to it. so I'm down. You yeah, know? you're so, down, eh? Yeah, I yeah. hope somebody will make me feel <laughs> feel good. You, you have a nice lady. You have a nice lady by you. So. <laughs> right, so that's list of men are there from Angel Sports joining us uh, on today's edition of Sports Ultras. Also, Anil Aloti is here. Kelvin Usansa is here, and Ore Kwampofu is also here. Let me begin with Oreko, though, and uh, pick his thoughts on the Chelsea defeat. We are starting with Chelsea because it's the, it's the freshest news at the moment. Oreko, Chelsea, West Ham, 3-1. What happened? Frustrating game. Yeah, very, very frustrating because it's one of those games where you, you look at the scoreline and you just know deep down it's not a true reflection of what happened on the pitch. But at the end of the day, the goals are the most important things. First half, West Ham had a good start. Chelsea bounced back and got the equaliser deservedly and dominated a game going on. Quite a penalty, which I think if Enzo had scored, would have been the game wrapped up there. West Ham would have been on tenterhooks with how Chelsea were playing and would have probably ended in 3-1-4-1 in favour of Pochettino's men. But those are the slim margins when it comes to the Premier League, which I think is the best league in the world. And every team would make you suffer for a win. And uh, the team got duly punished. A couple of mistakes at the back, unfortunately, led to you know the, the Blues' demise tonight. And if, if you look on paper, it, it doesn't look too good for Pochettino because it's now just one point out of six points. And it, it doesn't speak well. It doesn't give you that foundation that you need, especially given the form that the club was in heading towards the you know the back end of last season, where they were struggling to win games, struggling to score goals. And then everyone felt with Pochettino coming in, the good preseason where the team went unbeaten, sort of breath, uh, brought some breath of fresh air and good energy. But that seems to have all been converted into negative energy now. Uh, momentum is gone. And we're starting to see signs of last season where the team just cannot convert chances. And that's my main worry because 
when the penalty was awarded today, I asked myself, who's who's Chelsea's penalty taker? Argentina had a fantastic record in Qatar from 12 yards. And the only man to miss, uh, I may be wrong, was Enzo Fernandez. Mm. I, I don't know that someone else missed the penalty for Argentina. Mm. But that alone shows you that he was the weakest link from Qatar for, for the world champions in a team where everyone was a fantastic penalty taker. Mm. And Enzo all of a sudden becomes... Stop this. What? <laughs> What's the meaning of that? Yeah, we teach you. Allow Ricky. Allow Ricky. He's wearing a Chelsea jersey. He has lost me one. His coach is yet to pick up a win this season. At the back of the jersey, he said, they've written Nicola. What did he do today? Show it. Show it. Show it. Show it. Show it. Show it. Enzo uh, blank, blank, blank. Enzo. Chale, guys, guys, please, 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 allow him, allow him, allow him. Allow but him. yeah, yeah I, Rick, uh-huh. I think all around, you look around and it's really difficult to to get a team, um, to get a player that you can say would be an outright top scorer for this Chelsea team. Everyone loves to contribute to play. No one is shy of the ball. Everyone loves to touch the ball. But whose responsibility is it to put the ball at the back of the net? And that, I think would be the only downside to this team. And that's the most important thing, goal scoring. In the first two games, the team has created enough chances. But we're struggling to put the ball behind the net. And either, you know, Pochettino solves this in the market or finds a way of changing, you know, the, the, the shooting boots of the players that we have. But I just think it's a, it's a really big problem going forward. And it's, it's rather unfortunate that you do all the good work, putting the ball at the back of the net is the problem right now. And I think it will get better, though. Mm. Eventually, it would. Okay. But it, it would tell the degree to which we finish our season. If it gets better soon, then Chelsea could still be in the running for top four. But if it's not fixed early, then it could be another season without Champions League football. Mm. Listen, well, let me come to you. Your your team, Chelsea, has have, have just lost. Um, yeah. uh, you were talking about how down you were. But, but how do you feel really about this team, this Chelsea team? I think it's, it's early days yet, but then... There are things that we need to we need to fix as soon as possible. I think that uh, Jackson does a lot. He moves around a lot, and that's not good enough. If you are a striker, supposed to be in the box all the time and put the ball at the back of the net. But he seems to enjoy, you know, dropping deep, you know, having the touches, the flex, and moving around. Mm-hmm. So this, this is the point that I will I would love to have Vlaovic in the team. Okay. He's more. So you want to go back to the market. Of course, yes. We need we need a, we need an established striker because mm. if you look at our team, mm. obviously the defense I think is, is okay. Yeah. The midfield, the is, midfield fine. is sorted. Yeah. Now we need somebody who can like today, for instance, mm. you know, West Ham. We didn't anticipate that they were going to take their chances. If you look at the numbers mm. and you look at the scoreline, you ask yourself what happened. Yeah. You understand? So yeah. I believe that uh, we need to we need to go back to the market at least one uh, striker, and I think Vlaovic. Mm. Um, would do for me because okay. uh, if you look at his performance mm. in that ju- in Juventus side, mm-hmm. you you write him off. Yeah. But then you can you should understand before, that before he's playing yeah. in Allegri's team. Okay. You understand. So yeah. I would love to have him and give him opportunity. Yes, you can have uh, two strikers mm. at the same time. But then yeah. uh, I still think it's early days yet. Uh, things will be sorted out, but supposed to be as soon as possible. Anila. I would say that I'm very happy 
today. I just want to point it out again. I'm very, very, very excited. Right from the first go, I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, boy. Reku is dead today. Because <laughs> yesterday, we also, like I said yesterday, last week, we also wore Reku did to me when I was trying to jump to the defense of my team. He thought, you know, every day would be for him. But Pochettino said, no, <laughs> today is definitely for you. Yeah. <laughs> So I just want to take a, like a few seconds to laugh at Oreku, but on a more serious note, I was quite impressed with this um, West Ham side and how they've started. It's rather unfortunate that Pochettino will still be looking for his first three points, his first real win, you know, this season, having already drawn the first game. I didn't expect Chelsea to win this game. I'll just be be honest and say that because I don't think that they've had enough time to gel together as mm. a unit. And that's mm. the thing about Chelsea. Every time shipping off players on loan, getting a new set, spending so much money and all for what to finish 12th like last season, we saw it. So <laughs> really, I'm not really seeing the points of what they are doing in there. When Caicedo came on, they all thought, hey, but what did he do? Nothing. <laughs> if anything, he rather gave away and Oregu saw it. <laughs> But it's fine, it's fine. Like Lister was saying, I'm sure he will, he will come good mm. and we'll all be happy. Oh, Pochettino? All of them. No, but, no, but the Chelsea, Chelsea, have a, Chelsea have a good coach in Pochettino. Oh, yeah, sure. Really Great. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> they finish in the top 10 or not. But anyway, I think for me, the star man would have to be James Ward-Prowse. I really enjoyed mm. him today. Mm. And I mean, after he tweeted, how may I assist you today? I'm like, I want to, I want to mention Oreco on the tweets, but I <laughs> leave him small, but he could tell me how I can assist him. But I just think that it was, it was really, really, really good form from West Ham and even though they were down to 10 men, I was expecting Chelsea to capitalize on that, but they mm. still could do nothing. It just wasn't their game yeah. today. I mean, Listo and Oreko have tried to explain, but Enfa. Enfa, Enfa. Charlie. Charlie. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough one. But uh, Chelsea have just lost to West Ham United. It's uh, the, the first thing that we talked about on this show. And uh, we'll be getting into the Premier League fixtures and results a bit later. Don't forget, Man United also lost their game to Spurs by two goals to zero uh, yesterday. It was the first ever time since Spurs moved to their new stadium that they had beaten United uh, in there. We'll be talking also about that, but let's shift focus a bit and head into the Women's World Cup because today Spain were crowned champions of the Women's World Cup. Impressive performance there from uh, the Spanish side. I mean, their captain is a 23-year-old, which is hugely impressive. I don't think that would happen in this country, Listo, yeah. to give a, a, 20, a captain a 23-year-old uh, as, as, as captain. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's yeah. Our, and, and one thing that I noticed was that uh, Alexia Puteas yeah. came on in the 90th minute. Yes. Someone who had won two Ballon d'Ors and had to come on in the yeah, 90th she was minute. for an 18 year old. Yeah, exactly. Sarah, Paraluelo, yeah. And, and, and always been explaining your yeah, time is up. And that, yeah, has, exactly. and, and that has worked for them. Yeah. But, yeah. but Listo, what, what do you make of the Spain side? I think that um, it's a reflection of the club games. Mm. You understand? Yeah. If, if you follow um, their uh, women's league, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it's highly competitive. And if you look at what Barcelona uh, did in the Champions League, mm. you know, they are, they are superb size. So I'm not surprised that it has reflected in, 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 their, uh, in the World Cup. Mm. Um, when the, uh, their male team won 2010 uh, World Cup, at that time, Barcelona was also dominating world football. So yeah. it, it's something that they, they enjoy doing. Mm. But I will, I will, I will congratulate... Um, the English. Mm. I think that um, they, they've done a good job, mm. you know. Mm. After, you know, designing their, their DNA, mm. they, they, they uh, made sure that they will um, have a proper model and yeah. uh, improve from their junior team to, yeah. the, to the senior side. And yeah. if you look at um, their, 
junior teams and their senior side, both male and female, they yeah. are doing well. Yeah. It's just unfortunate they, they, they couldn't win. So yeah. better luck next time to yeah. them. But then I will, I will say uh, kudos to the, the, the Spanish side. Kelvin, you, you, have been, yeah. you have been following a lot of the women's uh, sure. uh, World Cup games. Today, the final, did it live up to expectation for you? Well, I think it was a very brilliant one. Tactically, uh, the Spaniards knew exactly what they were doing. And the coach, uh, who had been vilified for the past two years, uh, struggling to keep his position as the head coach, really came in with an effort that I think generally um, outweighed or outmuzzled what Serena Vegman had uh, on her sleeves. You know, mm. today... He just caught her unaware by introducing Salma Paraluelo, mm. who is more mobile, who is more direct, who is more skillful, and who has more greater intent than Puteas, who would always want to play like the Zavi style, would want to dilly-dally with the ball and then dribble in the midfield and at the end of the day, lose the ball. England made a quick twist to their setup, which I think really did not help them. Today, they expected a Latoon to be doing most of the runs in behind the Spanish defense and then uh, Alessia Russo, to be playing just behind her to try win the balls. But it didn't help because Olga Kamona was always moving on the left-hand side, which caught Lucy Bronze on her loose guard. And it really gave the Spaniards an advantage. And there's one thing that I always say, well, this is not to, to spite the woman, but I always say that in very critical situations, females would mostly panic than males would do. Mm. When the English went down by a goal to nil, just 45 minutes into the game, the second half, they just made two changes and they collapsed the entire team by bringing on Laurie James because they felt they needed someone who could run into the channels better and then get them the equalizer as quickly as possible. Once they did that, it gave an opportunity to Hermoso, who won the best player of the tournament, to control the game for the Spaniards. And they even created more and better and greater opportunities because the midfield was very non-existent and they have an attacker who could really pounce on the Spanish defense to prevent them from playing from the back. I think the Spaniards have been tactically better than the English. And if you look through the tournament, England never faced a team who could really possess the ball and yeah. play like yeah. we want to play. They always face direct sides. So anytime they face them, it was just a quick move, a, a swift counter break, and then they get their goals. But once they met the Spaniards, who had been able to defeat some of the big gangs at this particular tournament, mm -hmm. it, it became very difficult for them. I think that Spain really deserves this. And Olga Camona, you look at uh, Hermoso, mm. Paraluelo, even Puteas, and as much as she didn't start the final, yeah. she really gave her bits. And the goalkeeper, a very young goalkeeper, I think also less than 23. And mm. this is a very young squad that can live at, uh, let's say, in the next two years. They play for Barcelona Feminina, about nine of them. Yeah. Play for Barca Feminina. And just like Listowell said, a true reflection of the women's game in the last two or three years where Barca are very dominant mm. in the women's game. But unfortunately for Serena Wigman, anytime she wins a trophy, looking forward to make history, she feels. Maybe yeah. it's time to reflect on it and uh, maybe it's, it's, um, she crumbles at the biggest stage when it matters so much. But yeah. I think credit to the English team. They've really done well, even without the likes of Beth Mead and uh, other players, they've really come this far, and I think credit to them. It's sad to lose a final, but there's nothing they can do. Yeah, Anela, have your say on it, and then we can move on to the GFA. And definitely, what uh, Kelvin was saying, yeah, the whole all the English teams, both male and female, they just need to revamp and then come back <laughs> again. But yeah, I mean, you said it yourself, especially last week when most of us were not giving Spain the chance. You said that if they'd make it 
through there, then definitely the final was theirs to exactly. win it. You said, and that's exactly how it played out. I don't know what happened with England. I'm not sure if they got a little too comfortable because, like Kelvin was saying, if we look at the likes of Kelly, Toon, even James when she came on, they weren't on their top game. But again, perhaps because they hadn't faced that much of a tough competition leading up to things, Spain took advantage, and rightly so, they won it, and it was very deserved for them. You know, initially, I deluded myself into thinking that perhaps Australia, the Matildas, could, you know, find their way into the mm. final. But again... That's not how football works. Yeah, you already told me. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've accepted this, but I'll be back again with my support for the underdog some other time. But Olga Komona, for me, was completely sensational, and I really enjoyed seeing her play. All right, so that's, uh, that's it for the women's, uh, the women's game. Impressive performance there. Uh, also, Mary Epps winning the Golden Globe Award. Impressive performance. She also uh, saved a penalty in that game, kept England in the game until the very end. But England just could not capitalize. Chloe Kelly, Lauren James, and there are many of these names are names that will stick with us uh, in the coming years. When we are back, though, from this very short break, uh, we'll be talking about the Ghana Football Association. We know there's, uh, the elections are looming large. In just about a month's time, uh, there will be elections on the Ghana Football Association. And so we'll be getting into that and we'll be assessing the GFA president's tenure as, uh, as president of the Ghana Football Association. Stay with us. Right, so we are back. This is the Sports Ultras right here on 3FM 92.7. This show is brought to you by Mega 6 Lotto. Now, six numbers can change your life. What would you do if you won 1 million Ghana CDs today? That's actually the jackpot. So that's at stake for you to win. Now, with only 49 numbers to choose from, Mega 6 Lotto offers you the chance to win exciting prizes. Don't forget to play before 5 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, dial star 266 hash or download on uh, download the apps on iOS and Android on Mega6Loto.com uh, to play. Mega6 Loto is approved and regulated by the NLA. But don't forget, though, back to it, don't forget that at 5 p.m. or before 5 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Before 5 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, you can play. We choose from 1 to 49, and you could be the lucky winner of 1 million Ghana cities jackpots. Now, like I mentioned before we went on that quick break, let's uh, get into the Ghana Football Association conversation. And it's the reason why we've brought uh, Listo Mensa into our studios today. Listo works at Angel uh, FM or Angel Sports. And he's joining us just to give us a sense of what Kerto Kriku's tenure as GFA president has been. He's been a vociferous um, commentator on the Ghana Football Association and issues of Ghana football at large. Listo, you're welcome to... Uh, you're welcome again. Yes. Now, uh, the, straight to the sole reason why we brought is that we're trying to assess Keto Kriku's tenure as FA president. Now, first of all, if you are asked to rate Keto Kriku over 10, what would, what would be your mark? I'll give him three. Three over 10? Yes. Why would it be three? <laughs> because he has failed. Mm. You understand? Last four years, uh, he brought a document which is his manifesto. I think it is an 18-page document. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I've been going through, you know, and he hasn't achieved even 10% of it. Really? Yes. Mm. And he hasn't even given opportunity to tell us that maybe he wants to review it because you can, you can bring your policies, but when you get, you get in, there are certain obstacles that will not allow you to implement what you said mm. He wanted to, to implement. So he hasn't said that. Mm. But then the, the conversation is that he has overachieved. Mm. And I think it's a, it's a dishonest statement. And whoever says that, mm. 
supposed to be arrested because the, 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 the numbers or the achievement or what we wanted him to do, he hasn't done it. Mm. If you look at our national teams, dead. If you look at our league, dead, non-existence, you understand? The, the league has retrogressed massively that, look, it's, 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 it's bad, you understand? So let's do this. This is three sports. Ketokreku promised us that he was uh, going to um, make our league a force to reckon with. You understand? So we expect that um, he will bring more money into it, our mm. uh, pitches, our uh, referees, you know. It's been four years and he's telling us that he is now what? Fixing the fundamentals. Mm. You understand? It's been four years. Mm. You understand? So I think that. Um, He's not, he's not qualified to, to get, to get um, re-election. Mm. If um, those who are going to vote really love football, they should vote against him. Okay. Yes, because he hasn't helped. Mm. Our national team has been dominated by players who are directly linked to him. Mm. And that is something that is unacceptable. Because which, which, which of the national teams, though? All, all of the national teams, except mm. the last two call-ups, mm. which was done by... Chris, okay. that didn't feature any of the players affiliated with him. Mm. Going to the under 17, you have four or five players in there. Mm. Going to the under 20, they are all over the place. You understand? And they don't have any track record to tell us that, okay, uh, in the past, Dream Chelsea, in God we trust, still believe, were giving us players and they were doing well for us. Right. You can talk of the Tamayut, you can talk of the um, House of Folk and Kotoko players Wafa. who were in Wafa, mm. who were, you know, dominating in our national teams, in a junior national team, and were doing well. Yeah. We, uh, can you imagine that we went to Tolong tournament and we got beaten by Indonesia? Mm. Indonesia! Mm. We went to, recently, they played under 20 um, Wafu Zumbi. It was a six uh, tournament. Yeah, six and tournament. we couldn't even beat Niger. Mm. And that is, that is the sad uh, aspect of it. We cannot even beat uh, the teams that you know, were not even considered in the past. Mm. Today, we cannot even beat them. And I think that um, his appointment, you look at 17 for instance, we had five coaches there. Mm. You don't do that if you want your football to progress. You don't, you don't do that. Mm. You understand? So for me, um, our league is nothing to write home about. Today, people are not even are not even interested in our game. They don't even come to the stadium. We play empty stadium and all that. Our players are moving out. He promised us that he was going to uh, bring a minimum wage mm. so that it will, uh, you know, curve the, uh, 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 the more players yeah, moving yeah, the, out. The player, player exodus. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. He, he he said that. But as we speak, he has increased his allowance and salary. To 900 percent, that's exactly, that's what he did. Mm. They appointed Freddie Moore to to engineer that, yeah. and they increased the allowance by 900 percent. Mm. The players that you promised that you were going to fix a, 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 a minimum wage for them, it's been four years and he hasn't done it. You understand? Yeah. He went to the Congress and said that uh, our football is on the rise. Okay. Our football can never be on the rise. We are rather going backwards. So. I feel that he doesn't deserve a second term. He has failed woefully because we should, we should measure him 
based on what he said. Yeah. Other than that, anybody at all can come and say, I'll buy you this, I'll do this, I'll do that. And when you vote the person into power, the person will come and amass words for himself. And mm. that's exactly what we are, we are witnessing. Now, Listo, I mean, you've, you've listed all these things, yeah. which are um, not great for any, any country's football to develop. But it, it doesn't look like the, the football people even want to come out to challenge kids. It is, it is Mr. George Afriye who was uh, who competed against him yeah. the last time. The only person who has come out. What do you think has accounted for people not putting themselves out there to say we want the 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 the, the seat of uh, president as the GFA president? I think they are afraid. Yes, if you are not brave in this country, the incumbents always you know they always have their way. Look at the the filing fee, for instance. Look at where they are even going to have. The, 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 the elections, elections. Yeah. they are taking it to what? Tamale. So it, you know, it, the, the grounds are not, are not too good for more people to, to enjoy. And it could be a strategy too. Mm. You understand? Yeah. Maybe they think that, okay, the last time um, it was six people. Yeah. This time, let's, you know, give him one, one opposition I, so I, that we will rally behind. Because I expected that someone like Nanaya Amponsa would, would step forward again and, and try to, yeah. to, to, to get in there. I mean, I, I don't know what's happening. Yes, I, I, I had a conversation with him and we, we discussed mm. this topic. But then he, he thought that it was too early yeah. looking at what happened at Kotoko. Mm. You know, it, it wasn't the best. The way he left, yeah. I think he did great. But, um, you know, we made it seem as if he was a thief, you understand? So he will need time to to he will need time to vindicate him before he can he can he can come. So that's what he said. That you know, looking at the atmosphere, you know, he's he's gotten some bad press in, mm. in recent times, and yeah. I think that it will not be proper for him. But so uh, I think George George coming uh, coming up to 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 face um, Kate might be a strategy. Mm. Because the last time it didn't help. Yeah. It didn't help at all. It didn't but help. Does 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 George stand the chance though? Is he, yes, is he, he does. He, he da- can, yes. can he win? He can win. Mm. He can win, but he needs to work hard. Yeah. You understand? We need to let football people hold those they voted into power accountable. Yeah. They are not they are not they are not they are you know they are not holding them accountable because I think we, we interviewed Oluboy. Yeah. And we asked him, um, who is he uh, going for? He said, Ket. Mm. Why? He said, oh, now our calendar is, is the same as the Europeans. That's the same with the Europeans. Yes. Mm. Now, um, they, they, uh, Ket gave them beeps. Ket gave them balls. Mm. Ket gave them... These are mediocre things. Yeah. You understand? You yeah. cannot be a Premier League club and you cannot afford beeps. Mm. Then you don't deserve to play the Premier League. But you can't, you, you can't blame Oloboy uh, yeah. because he doesn't pay anybody. He doesn't pay uh, uh, players. He doesn't buy anything for, for Olympics. He's just there because he's been in a system for a very long time. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So those who are taking decisions are not those who are really, really investing in our sports. Yeah. You will not see uh, Togwe Afede, mm. you know, um, saying things that will, 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 will cause change yeah. at the FA. It is um, Akambi who is doing that. Yeah. Akambi doesn't pay players' salaries. Yeah. So he doesn't know how it feels mm. to, to run football in our country. So right. those who are supposed to hold Ket accountable are not doing that. They've uh, given the powers to people mm. who are not who are rather benefiting from 
from our sport. Somebody like Archie, for instance. Mm. Right? Yeah. He, he, he joined the air school on a ticket of uh, Ashgood. Ashgood is no more. Yeah. Now he has joined Dreams FC. Yeah. And he wants to uh, contest again. Yeah. And he's moving around, campaigning for Ket. Uh, mm. You understand? Somebody like that. He doesn't own football club. He doesn't pay salaries. What, what, what at all is he doing in, a, in, in, in uh, those making decisions for us? What at all is he doing there? Definitely, he's going there to serve somebody's interest. Mm. You understand? Yeah. He's, he's going there to serve somebody's interest. So I feel football people must look at what is on the ground. Mm. You know, ask yourself questions. Yeah. And, and, and demand some level of accountability. That's why leadership in this country, you know, they always have their way because we don't hold them to strict accountability. Yeah. The moment you do that, they will tag you as a hater. Mm. But me, I don't care. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Me, I don't care. Actually, for instance, he was the management committee chairman for the U23. Yeah. In the midst of COVID, he led our team to Japan and South Korea. We played, I think, three matches. Mm. And we got beaten by 15 2. Mm. In all. Yeah. You understand? He came back. They didn't render account to anybody. Mm. Then. He took our team to Egypt for pre-tournament campaign. You know, qualifying for the Olympics were, were dear to our heart. We wanted to qualify. Yeah, because it's been a while. The, yes. Then this guy went to Egypt, then left the team there, went to Cameroon to do a side job, returned and took the team to Morocco. And it was embarrassment. He promised us that we're going to take the best under-20 team to go and qualify. He failed woefully. And when he got to Kotoka, he said that he has dissolved the, the, the technical team. Who does that? Because we sent you. You're supposed to bring your report. Bring your report. So your report will inform whether we will sack these coaches or we will let them continue. Because there are certain things that we heard mm. that um, was not pleasant. You understand? And it was not only down to the coaches alone. You, the management members, also contributed to some of some of the things that happened in, in Morocco. You understand? But he came and threw the, the technical team under the bus. Yeah. Do you know that next year we are playing all African games and the under 23 are supposed to represent us? Mm. Now we don't have uh, coaches for the under 23 side mm. because of somebody's uh, ego. Mm. You understand? So I think that the things that they are doing mm. is not giving us the needed uh, resource that we need as a country. Our football is retrogressing. We went to Afcon under Ket, mm. and if you get the report, you remember uh, um, Abang Bagwin yeah. had a committee to investigate, investigate what happened. Oh, yeah, if you read the report, you will cry for Ghana. Yeah. Can you imagine this guy, Chairman Bafo, mm. went for trials in, in, in Portugal and got COVID, mm. returned to uh, Afcon base, the mm. camp, camping base, yeah. Because he had COVID, he couldn't train with the team. And they gave him appearance fee of $20,000. They gave appearance fees yeah. to these guys. We took injured players to the tournament. And can you imagine? We lost to Comoros. Mm. And that alone, that alone, mm. that alone is enough for us to vote for, to vote against Ket. Mm. You went to Afcon and we couldn't even win one game. Yeah. We met Comoros. So, so you see, you see that, that, and that's what I was coming to the national teams. 
you've mentioned the AFCON. The World Cup was also a no-show. Yeah. The Black Galaxies went out there, was a no-show. Um, uh, Dana 23. Dana 23. Yeah. Uh, Dana 23 also. The Meteors, they also went out there. there was a, it was a no-show. The under-20 team, yeah. which Samobuedu led, also went out there, and yeah. then it was a no-show. Yeah. So there's been a consistent uh, 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 trend of failure yeah. in all our national teams. Where do we put the blame? It's on, it's on Kate. It's on Kate. He promised us that he was going to what? Our junior teams must start winning again. That's what he said. But then he came in, and I remember a Facebook post that he made when Kwesi Apia was the head coach. He was agitating that his two players were not getting call-ups. The moment he won, and I can tell you that since he came, his club has enjoyed more call-ups than any other club in the world. Dreams have seen God we trust and... In the world? Yes, I'm telling you. (laughs) In the world. One club, one club Mm. belonging to one person has enjoyed more call-ups in our national teams than any, any, any club in the world. I'm saying this for a fact. I'm not lying. I'm saying this for a fact. There are 20 that we... There's someone who would... Yeah. We have uh, about four of them. Yeah. Four of them is in there. Mm. You understand? So he came in to just, you know, satisfy himself to uh, give, uh, use the national team to build the profile of his players. And it hasn't ended well. And I think that the football people, if you really they love uh, football, look, if you check their, their, their financial statement, mm. right, mm. and you look at the amount of money, and they brought a graph saying that they've increased the revenue generation. Yeah, the revenue, yeah. If you do uh, the math, eh, they've used about 70% of those monies as administration fee. Mm. And if you, if, you want to, if you want to appreciate what I'm saying, look at uh, the bad power sponsorship. Right. Administrative fee uh, alone is $300,000. Yeah. Kotoko and Haas, they were given $26,000. $26,000. Administrative fees alone. Yeah. Uh, uh, promotion and advertisement yeah. alone is $1 million. Mm. You understand? Yeah. So it is, it is not proper. Yeah. It is not proper. Now, now uh, uh, Listo, it's not just the, uh, it's not just cats uh, who's going yeah. for an election this time around. We're also trying to elect um, some top members into the ESCO. And before, before we, we get into that, Kelvin... The, the, the ESCO has come up again. Last week, yeah. you, 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 you spoke extensively about it. True. Now, this week, because Listo is here, I want to give him a chance to mm-hmm. uh, talk about who he fancies to get into the executive committee of the yeah. Ghana Football Association. Exactly. But what are your initial thoughts before Listo comes in? Well, I think it's, it's, it's actually going to be a very big one to, 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 to look at. But as I always say, the big guys will always find themselves in there. I was doubting... Uh, the capability of uh, Kosiapia uh, to probably get into the ESCO, but gradually I am getting convinced because of the happenings behind the scenes. I'm mm. sure Lisa Wallace is also proved to it, and some of the Asantikotoko fans were a bit disappointed because they felt they were at a war with this football association, and then um, what the decision that has come from their superiors wasn't really ideal. But I think Kosiapia should be in there. Um, can be per the, the, the strength of this um, hat to folk, T 
team and then the you know the football politics will be in there. Dr. Randy Abbey is also expected to maintain his position, especially when he's coming in with that slot from Division One. Yeah. Heart of Lions, at least he has that caucus in there. He still has a very good relationship amongst um, uh, the, the, the clubs in there. Fredachi, in as much as he's changed clubs, trust you me, he's he would he would find his way there. Mm. He'll find his way through. The last name is where I still find a worry, but I still think that Dr. Tony Urban with his medium ISE mm. is also strong. So these are my five that I think would make the ESCO. It's going to be difficult for some of the others like Odro Safo and all that. They've fallen um, a bit a bit lower down the pecking order, and I don't think that it, it would be in there. Kingsley and Asenso, they are not really strongholds that I think they would be able mm. to get in there. So my five uh, would be would be that. Right. Yeah. First of all, back to you, the executive yeah. committee. Yeah. I'm disappointed in the, the, the those who got opportunity to be there. Mm. Yes, because we voted for you guys, so we're expecting you to do what you said you were going to do during the campaign trail. But they went there and they were championing the agenda of the of the FA president. Yeah. And I think it's not proper. It's not proper. They are supposed to 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 let the uh, to let us feel their presence there. But we will still vote for them so I mm. think that uh, Dr. Randy Abbey should get opportunity to be there. I think uh, he's he's a respected a respectable man but then um, he should watch some of the things that he says because the last uh, time I heard him saying that uh, Chris hasn't improved our team uh, much and you know it, it generated a whole lot of conversation on social media. I think that he should, he's, he's somebody that I like and I don't want to to, to speak about his matter. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> yes. yes. So he should he should check yeah. some of these things. Right. He shouldn't allow mm. Kurt and his people to to you know because it was Aminu Shadow who started the conversation, and he came. I think he said it here. Yeah, so he should he should watch that. But he's supposed to be there. Um, Doctor Tony Obin. Yeah. Um, supposed to be there. Um, Kingsley, Ousu Chan. Okay. I want him to be there, because if 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 you look at Bichim, I think he's the brain behind Bichim. You know, they are a model club. Which they are they are operating very very well, and he's he's the brain behind that. I will, I will let him. I will vote for him to be there. Mm. I will want to see um, Coach Kosiapia because he will be a different. You know, yeah. he will come with a different. He's, he's someone who has never been there. Yes. Yeah, so he, he's played he's played before and he's yeah, coached coach coach. before. So yeah. I don't think he will be in a meeting where the FA president will propose that he's going to pay his. Uh, 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 regional chairman yeah. and leave the national team coaches, especially the junior team coaches. Right. I don't think Kozapia will be in a meeting and 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 accept that. Mm. So he should go there and make sure that some of these things, you know, he will he will he will mm. champion it yeah. for the coaches. Eleven one one right two two yeah. You mentioned Randy, Doctor Tony Obin, and uh, Kozapia. Yeah. Then Kingsley also a chance. Okay. Then. Um, who again? Who again? Uh, I will not. I will not vote for Akambi. Mm. Yes, because even how about uh, Dosafu? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Dosafu. No, no, no. Why? 
he was not supposed to be there in the first place. Mm. Because Odo Safo, he's more like, a, you know, a parasite of, of that sort. You understand? He's been moving. You understand? He's supposed to go and form your team. You know, pay your players. You know, lead a, a team of mm. your own. Let's see. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. That's why, you know, uh, in the last four years, he was all over the place granting interviews and insulting journalists and all that. Yeah. They should vote him out. Okay. And he, he, I think we didn't even, we didn't even, um, um, you know, drag him much. Yeah. Because he led... Uh, the maidens. Maidens yes. to yes. Morocco and yes. they included yeah. an overage yeah. uh, player in there. Yeah. Look at this, you know, he's still yeah. moving around wearing his cap and all that. He's supposed to be... <laughs> To be facing some level of uh, of uh, persecution because you cannot um, change people's age and and, yeah, and yeah. you understand. No, no, it's true. It's, it's dishonesty. And, and, you understand. And, and, I mean, anybody who can be that dishonest in, in instances like that does not deserve to serve anybody. Exactly. So, so yeah. I think the last one. You're left with just one person. Yes. One more person. Fredachi is there as well. No, 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 no. I don't know. Ah. You're not he's, not he's not supposed so, to be there. So, so Kelvin, um, just if you can give us the names so that yeah, so that he can, he, can pick out his, he can pick out his last person. Mr. Um, so we have Kislo Sabon, so he said yeah. he should be in there. Odro Safu, he said no. Ed Monaka? Yes, 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 yes. You want Ed Monaka? Yes, yeah. okay. yes, because Samates, you know, if you go there and look at, if you um, look at what but they there can. Is, there is a lawyer Monday as well, and there is a Kobnasen, so Mm. And Ralph, Rafael Jambra, and Swatchman, they should they should work hard and come back next for you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so, but but let's do just just a final a, a final one on the GFA elections. Then we then we move on to the mm. Black Star squad because I, I um, we need to talk about uh, how our players are doing in yeah. Europe and just how we can get them in the best shape to take on Central African Republic. Yeah. If we lose that game, we are not qualifying for AFCON. So it is a huge one that's, that's coming up. But, your f I mean, what can George Freire do to get the minds of uh, football people into his camp and say we are voting for George to lead us? Because it looks like Kurt is the overwhelming favorite. Yeah. Yeah. What can George do? I think uh, he needs to, to, to explain himself better. Mm. You understand? Let people understand that you are not going to repeat what uh, the mistakes that Kurt has done. Mm. Let them understand that. Let them have confidence in you. You understand? Let them, because you've been around for a very long time. Um, your records are there for everybody to, to see. So um, I think that at this stage, he can only... Um, let people have confidence in, in him. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Go to them. Mm. And he's supposed to, to, to work extra hard yeah. because uh, I think Kurt is leading in terms of um, yeah, the endorsement, endorsement and all that. But endorsement yeah. is no vote. Yeah. Mm. Because George had all the endorsement last four years. Mm. And still lost. And lost. Yeah. So... He can, he can, you know, take some clue from there that, you know, yes, all the RFAs, some of the club administrators are coming out and endorsing it and all that. But then endorsements are not votes. So um, I think that uh, he, should, he, should, he, should, he shouldn't give up. If you want to win election, no election is, uh, is easy. Even um, when, you, when you are in school and you are vying for 
class prefect. Yeah. It's not easy. So she, she was she was senior prefect, SP. Ah, okay. In, in Abri Girls. <laughs> so, so, so she knows a thing or two about winning elections. Exactly. Yeah. It's not easy. But so, we're not winning championship. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that the only thing I can I can tell George is that he, he should he should um work hard, you know, go to because there are not many. Yeah. Only one twenty-four people are voting. Mm. So you can you can target some numbers. Yeah. You know, I think if you get uh, 64, mm. yeah, 64, you're over the line. So, you know, target these 64 people, yeah. you know, make sure... Keep talking uh, to them. Yes, and yeah. let them understand that, look, this man, Kurt, he's bad, though. Oh, he hasn't helped, though. <laughs> he knows it. He hasn't helped at all. I think he has. He's the richest uh, football administrator in the country behind... Uh, uh, Tom Venom. I thought you were going to say in the world. No, no. Like, in the world, <laughs> no. In Ghana, you understand? But yeah. if you look at his pitch, mm. it's not it's nothing right, uh, home to write about. Yeah. You understand? It's very bad. Mm. So he's amassing wealth for himself yeah. and he's not even giving back to, to football. Right. You understand? Yeah. If, if you ask their players the amount that he's paying them, you cry for them. You understand? <laughs> so I think that they should look at all these things and vote against him. Our league, me, you know, I follow our league yeah. very well. And we if, all do. We yes. All do. Yeah. And, you know, look at the pitches. Mm. We are in 2023. The pitches, the kids, the boots, um, the buses they, they travel with. Yes. And all of that. Yes. It's, it's tough. Yes. We're supposed to, supposed to, you know, change things. But yeah. he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't that, he hasn't done much. And I think that he doesn't deserve uh, he doesn't deserve to, to lead us. I, I hope and pray that George will, George will win. So that if he comes and he also messes up, they will vote against him then. So that leaders will take... Like a cue from him. Yes, they, yeah. will, they will take them serious. Yeah. Because if you, don't, if you don't vote against them, they will think that, oh, like what Olu Boy was saying, yeah. kids, mm. uh, 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 bibs, yeah. football boots, mm. football, premier team, you can't buy bibs. You can't buy boots. You mm. can't buy boss. Mm. Then you don't have any business playing in our Premier League. Right. You understand? That's why, as we speak, out to you, they owe their players, I think, seven months. Seven months? Yes. Legon Cities, yes. last season, it was seven months. Mm. So how can you even, even, even guarantee the integrity of our sport? Because these guys, if you get $5,000 and you give it to them, you, you take this and score uh, two goals for me. They, they will take it because at the end of the day, they are not getting paid. And there is nobody, there is no system checking these things. Do right. you think you can be in a Premier League, even in a championship, mm. and you not, uh, you not pay your players for, for one month and they will allow you to play? They will not allow you to play. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you are exposing these players, mm. you are exposing these teams to, to match fixing and match manipulation. So um, we, should, we should look at all these things and... And and make sure we they vote against. If he wins, it to pay me pa. Media to pay me pa. This is three sports. So you know we are going for. I think the veteran is tomorrow. It's starting tomorrow and okay. then yeah on yeah. Tuesday. Mm. Um, what are your expectations um, out of these eleven people? Are you expecting anybody to fall out? And would you be surprised if, um, let's say any of the members are not are not able to. Or are not passed, just like it happened to Palmer yeah. uh, last four years and a couple of other people who couldn't progress to the elections itself. It is possible that they they can disqualify George. It is possible. These people, get people, <laughs> I know them. 
because under under him, you know, the supposed enemies, all their clubs, uh, Far Rangers is no more. Yeah. Um, um, Tachima City. Yes. Make a Charles. Yeah, make a Charles. Yeah, I mean that's. Mm-hmm. These are guys who were against against him during the last elections. You understand? So he's he's a kind of a vindictive type. You understand? So it is possible that they might disqualify George, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't do that. Yeah. You understand? If you think you've you've worked hard mm. and you deserve and you deserve yeah. another term, get competition because competition is very good. It yeah. will it will you know keep you on your toes. And exactly, it will it will let you feel some some level of uh, superiority because mm. you went for an election and you yeah. won. I've yeah. beaten you twice. Exactly. You know it will yeah. to bring some level of uh, of of. Uh, um, so I think that they shouldn't disqualify him, but I'm, I'm expecting that they would disqualify somebody like uh, Odu Safo, Achi. Yes, these two. If they disqualify them, I will be very, very, very happy because among all of them, all the eleven, they are the only two who are more of a parasite, and you know they are doing some guru boy mm. job in there. Mm. You understand? Because they don't have a club. They are they are just there. And I ask myself, whose purpose are they serving? No, but no, but if no, but now that Ashgold is gone, I mean, Achi would definitely have to go to another team. He can't just stay at Ashgold now that Ashgold is no more. And so, if he goes to Dreams, is is then what did you do in the in the last four years? What has he done? You tell me. Can you pinpoint? Okay, this is what because all the achievement they are attributing it to the FA president. Meanwhile, Achi, you 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 brought out your manifesto mm. and you campaigned and they voted for you. So. He should tell me that I did this, I did that. Mm. There was nothing of that sort. And he, he was what? A management committee chairman. Mm. Yeah. And he failed. He failed. You understand? So I think that, and Udo Safu, for instance, how can Udo Safu be a, a committee chairman in charge of, uh, of our black meetings? Whilst we have uh, female football administrators who are doing so well. And he's in there, you know, the, all the benefits are, are coming to him, yeah. not the football. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, they don't deserve, they don't deserve at all. Right. Kurt, um, Safo, and Achi. Mm-hmm. These three, if they, if they win, I'll be very disappointed. Okay. Very, very, very disappointed. There's, there's a possibility though that they will win. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. They, they, they have a chance, but I think that if the football people, if they really, really love our football, they should get these people out. Mm. You just get them out. Bring new guys. If they come and they also mess us up, get them out yeah. until we get somebody who is ready to, to change our football and change it for the, for the, for the better. All right. So, uh, we'll, we'll come back, though. We'll, we'll, we'll be back to talk about the, um, the Black Stars and the call-ups that we are expecting in a bit. But before we do that, let me give a real quick chance to talk, to, to talk about some of our players and how they've performed um, this weekend in their various leagues. I, I've, I've seen a record that you've posted on uh, Osman Bukhari go. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, there's been talk about Kudus as well over, the, over the, the last two weeks, really, because... He's been literally the star man for Ajax in the in the in the open season. What are your thoughts on the Ghanaian players and heading into a game like the Central African Republic? It's, it's still quite a number of time away, but it's so close yet so far. So what can we do now? Which players are we likely to see Chris Uten call up mm-hmm. to join the team? 
Well, I I think the most tricky or the trickiest transfer um, international window, sorry, is the September one because it comes so fast after the season begins. Usually, you want your players to be fit. You want them to be in rhythm um, so that when they come for the international window, they just train for a couple of days and then they play their games. But here's a situation where a lot of the players had international duty after the season ended back in June. And so they only had a couple of weeks break and everything has just seemed so fast that uh, one, we're seeing a lot of injuries this time around and some players are still not back in shape uh, when, you, when, you're, when you're concerning yourself with the Black Stars players. But there are still some positives. And uh, for, for our attacking players, it's been a good start to the season for majority of them. Yeah, You're looking at someone like Kudus, who opened his account uh, two games ago, uh, where he got, uh, the I think, the match-winning moment for Ajax, although they went on to score more goals. And then he provided an assist this weekend uh, for Klassen. You're also looking at Anton Semenyo coming back from injury, starting his yeah, first game since March. Yeah, scoring a goal at Anfield. Uh, Bournemouth eventually lost, but I think he was the standout player for the side. Uh, had the most dribbles, created the most chances for any any player from the Cherries team at Anfield. So, some good positive notes for him on that day. And then there's also the case of Inaki Williams, uh, also getting on the score sheet yep. and scoring. As you rightly mentioned, Osman Bukhari has been on fire, scoring three goals in his first four league games in Serbia. And so, and then there's also Enes Nuama, who has been the talk of town, has been linked with a number of clubs, likely to go to Lyon, as they've agreed with Nordjylland. Uh, but he's also had a hat-trick and... You know, scored another game, four goals, uh, but hasn't started this weekend due to his imminent transfer. Yeah. And so across the front line, you're seeing all these players scoring mm-hmm. and assisting. And there's also Jordan Ayew who assisted Palace's first goal of the Premier League season. So yeah. that's good signs mm-hmm. that we're seeing, you know, our attacking players getting goal involvement and actually getting minutes. Uh, so, but there's, uh, you know, some few cases of... Um, they are, maybe I'll describe them as they are on the other side of the tree uh, because you're looking at someone like Kamal Dean Suleiman I yet to kick a ball. Um, is, you know, he, is he injured? The coach says he's injured. I don't think he is. Mm. I, I think the truth is he, Southampton are just not going to keep him because right. after World Prowse left, he's now the highest paid player in the team. Right. And in the championship, they cannot afford to pay players that amount of money. And he signed a long-term deal not willing to negotiate to cut down his transfer. And so it's only right that you know, Southampton let him go because they have a dozy, they have Janepo, and um, you know quite a number of players that can play out wide. So I think he'll leave, and I think he's leaving. He's looking at a club uh, to come sign him. And so Southampton probably don't want to risk him. And he's not had preseason with them at all. So if there's no future, there's no point in playing in the championship. Mm. Eventually, you leave Southampton, likely to go to France. And then there's Andre Ayou, who's also not played a single minute. Yeah. Uh, but these two players have been quite prominent in how much they feature for the Black Stars in the past few months. And if you're drawing a starting eleven, usually they are in there. Joseph Payne, who has also uh, been quite productive in Belgium, unfortunately, he picked up a red card despite scoring during the week. And so it's a bit of mixed feelings for uh, Chris Hutton going forward. In the midfield, I'm looking at Thomas Pate. And I think... 
Uh, he's probably been the most consistent. Uh, Salid Samed struggled uh, in his first game, mm. uh, but you can understand that the whole Lance team has gone through a transformational period, so uh, they will take time to settle and all that. Defensively, Jaku joined the new team, Amate joined the new team, Terry Clampton out with under 23s, and you know, it's a growing list of players. Gideon Mensa picked up an injury by his back, but it's all messed up around, mm. and you feel that. Things have to go in the right direction heading into the September window because, as you mentioned, there is no margin for error. Mm. Where if the team slips and Angola win their game, we could see the possibility of Ghana not participating in the next AFCON. So, yeah. I think that's a summary of how our players have performed so far. Likely, it will be the same team. The biggest surprise I'm anticipating could be uh, the fact that Andrea U isn't isn't called into the team because I don't see a basis for it. Mm. Right. Um, well, yeah, that, he shouldn't come. He shouldn't come. What? They shouldn't invite him. Mm. He has no business. Right. Yeah, he's not playing well. Mm. It's not like he's not playing well. He's not playing. Yeah. He doesn't even have a team. Right. And just like we spoke about the women's team, even women, Asisa Toshola was bent for other players to start and she came on. Mm. It happened with Puteas. Yeah. When she felt like she wasn't the, the best at the moment, she was bent. She wasn't brought to the tournament. Mm. The English were playing players who were expected to be on the bench. As starters, Alessia Russo, Elatoun, and the rest had to start for the likes of Chloe Kelly, who were very vibrant in the women's team during the European Championship, to sit on the bench. So I don't see a reason why we should sacrifice others for, for, for him just because he's the captain. If you're a captain and you don't have a team, just stay away from the side and then let those who are performing well and active come and play. That's all we need. Because if we joke, what happened in 2003, preventing us from going to Tunisia 2004, mm-hmm. what happened? All right. Uh, Listo, let, let me come to you. Now, we, we just have a few days yeah. before we get into that September uh, game. It's a make or break game for Ghana. Yeah. I don't think Ghana have, have gotten here in a very long time. Like, like Kelvin said, the last time it happened to us was in 2003. This time around, if we don't win and Angola wins, yeah. they go ahead of us. If you are Chris Hutton, what would you do? I think that uh, we will be under pressure mm. because um, Chris, you know, the last time we played here, we won by one. One go to no. Then two draws yeah. away. I think that uh, he is here to convince me, for instance, mm-hmm. is yet to, but I will not say that they should sack him, okay. like what the FA people are trying to do. Yeah. I think that he needs to, you know, up his game, and you can only up your game when you give players who are on form opportunity to play. Somebody like Osmo Abukari, yeah. supposed to be playing for the national team, supposed to be playing, supposed to be starting. You understand? I I will not accept it. Uh, yes, I I don't think that he will not. Uh, I don't think he will say he will not call our captain. He shouldn't call him. He will call him because of the nature of, you know, the way our, uh, the but, way we but, do but our is, things. Is that the right it's thing? It's not the right thing. It's not the right thing, but, you know, sometimes you need to... We shouldn't know, pamper these players. Yes. We don't need when to When it was being brought into the team, others who had who were established players yes. were I, not pampered. They were I, sent away. I, I share the same, yeah. the same sentiment. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the, the, the environment that we, we operate is so toxic to the standard you know, there are, even there, if you are, even if you are doing the right things, people can make it look like you are doing the bad thing. Let's make it the and, right and, thing. And then. because because this game is so crucial to the standard, if we don't win or if we lose, and Angola win, we will not qualify. Exactly. You don't give room for people to you know yeah. make noise, create confusion before even the game starts. So you include him. Mm. 
Mm. Don't you think that is also going to cause a stir? Because we are definitely going to peruse the squad. And if Andrea Ayew gets on the list, that is going to be a major talking point for people to question that why are we bringing Andre into the team? At the end of the day, you can see that he's the captain. Mm. At least you can, you can find an excuse in there. Mm. But if you don't bring him at all, mm. and the unfortunate happens, you understand? It is going to be, it is going to be, you know, serious. You understand? So I will include him in the twenty-six man squad, yeah. but I will not start him for that. I will you not know, do you that. You see, and that's the problem, because um, if you are given an opportunity, or you are you are calling someone like Andre to the yeah. team, and you are not starting him, then there are there are certain problems that could come up because. He, he wants to play. He that, wants to start. Angola game, he was, he was on the bench. Not exactly. but And we won. You understand? Yes. But, but you see, the thing is, after that Angola game, what has happened after? He started the last two games. Yes. Yeah. And, and now he's not playing. <laughs> you understand? In the last two games, he had a club, mm. right? Yeah. But now he doesn't. Yeah. So there is basis for, for benching him. You understand? Mm. You have basis to bench him. Yeah. So I'm saying that, look, you can include him in the squad, but don't play him. Okay. If you don't play him, the person that you you select to play will, will say that, okay, the captain is on the bench and I'm getting opportunity to play, so I need to make a claim for myself. Mm. And then we have um, enormous talent to, to operate in, in, in his absence, but I think that he's supposed to be part of the squad. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's supposed to be part but, of but, the but squad. But, so another thing I want to ask about is... Uh, um, these youngsters. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of commentary about um, about Andrea Yu and why he should not be included and whatever. But but people's argument also is that when these young boys come in, they don't they don't deliver. And so, exactly. and so, so what's the point? Exactly, exactly. That is that is the that is the issue. Mm-hmm. You understand? If you give these guys opportunity, they don't play to the to the uh, uh, expectation of of Ghanaians, and you, we end up going back to to the old. Old guys, but I think that uh, it's it's on recruiting to find a balance. Mm. You understand? We need to find a balance because uh, some of them haven't done bad at all. Okay. Somebody like Joseph Pence, although the last uh, performance wasn't the best, mm. but the pitch also contributed to 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 the team not playing so well. Osma Bukari hasn't hasn't been bad, mm. so it's it's on recruiting to to create that uh, namely. Uh, environment for for this young guy so that when they come you know you give them the confidence that they need you know sometimes the the the, the environment is it's not good for them to to, to play well yeah. you understand? so it's, it's on the coaches and those around the team to create nimble environment for these youngsters to to deliver i think we have uh one of uh the most exciting guys mm. in europe yeah. you know nyama you know he's 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 playing so well that I think that when he comes, he's supposed to give him confidence. When there is free kick, you know, let him play because he's showing it in, in his club. In Ghana, those who don't even venture, when um, Crystal Palace gets a uh, penalty or free kick, you don't see Jordan even getting into, into, the, into, the, into the camera. He's not, he doesn't even appear at all. Yeah. But when it comes to Ghana, when there is free kick, then you see him, you know, trying to, trying to you know, <laughs> Uh, take those duties. I think that the coaches must sort all these things out because mm. the fine margins yeah. uh, determines uh, uh, games this time. Yeah. You understand? So yeah. we need to take note of all these things. But, but at least well, that's a good point because, Oriku, 
do you remember the last time we we scored from uh, a dead ball incident? <laughs> Incidentally, I think that would be Andrea against Sudan mm-hmm. three years ago. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. or two years ago. And, and that's uh, and that's and, and that's and that's a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was, and it's, and it's one of the things that I've always berated the the, the technical team for because. Our last game, for instance, we had a number of corners and set pieces. I actually yeah. cut out all of them, and they were so bad. Mm. It was so bad that majority of the balls were not even hitting a Ghanaian man. Mm. Some of them were not even hitting any man at all. And I've been at the training sessions, and I can comfortably say that throughout all the sessions that I've been to mm. this year, mm. I never saw the team practice set pieces. Wow. It was always Rondo drills, passing drills, shooting drills, and then 11 v 11. I never saw them. And you see, all of these training sessions were open. They were open. And so for majority of the time, what they were doing there is what they plan to do in games. I've never seen a team work on set pieces. And it's it's not strange to see us not scoring from them in games. Mm. I think that where football is going at this point the gap and the level between the so-called big teams and the minnows keeps on closing by the day. Yeah. And the only way you can maintain this gap or try and keep it up open, as Lister said, is to make sure you use those fine margins. Ghana has very good players in the air or we have decent players in the air. Mm. But we've still not managed to tap into that side of things where you barely see our score from set pieces. And even the open play, we're not creating enough chances to be able to score. And so it's a, it's a major concern. But just to go back on the young players and you know the mm-hmm. fact that they've not yeah. proved yeah. enough, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, always a funny, it's always a funny discourse. Because the thing is, it's either you're moving on from your big players or old players or not. Mm. Once they are still <laughs> in the squad, not even in the starting eleven. Once they are still in the squad, they are in and around the camp. Psychologically, you're not moving on from them. You're not giving these young players the opportunity to even breathe and become Sports ultras. Sports ultras. We need to make a decision that we've moved on from player X. We took some tough decisions in 20, 2010, 2011. Mm. And we changed the face of our national team for the good. When we give these young players the opportunity, you can go back and watch the tapes. They did not shine at every game immediately. But what we had was a consistent team that we knew. Look, back in the days, you could name at least 20 of the 23-man squad or even 19 or 18. We had a consistent team. And we didn't make room for people who didn't deserve to be there. Now, the thing is, you are still calling these players. And they are in and around these young boys. Mm. And even before a ball is kicked, you know, it's all about intimidation and the psyche. If some of these older players are still within the camp and feel like these young players are trying to take their place, look, it's football. There's going to be intimidation. Mm. So if we are moving on and truly moving on, let's go for these young guys and say that, okay, for the next 10 games, you are going to give them an actual chance. Let them play and give them the confidence. It's not like you, you play one game, with Joseph Pinto and there's no Mohamed Kudus, it doesn't go all and yes, we're giving them a chance, they didn't take it. No, that's not how it works. Mm. That's not how football works. Yeah. They need to be given an extended period yeah. to 
to show what they can truly play. Mm. And then after that period, if they are not playing well, you can move them away from the national team. Because the truth is, how come all of these players are doing well for their club sites? How come Bukhari is scoring goals? How come Penso is scoring assisting? How come Inyaki Williams is scoring? How come Semenyo is scoring? How come Kudus is playing so well for Ajax that they want to keep him? Mm. How come Nuama, every European team wants Nuama? How come all of these guys are doing well in Europe and they come here and it's as if they can't kick a ball? Yeah. We have to look within them. Mm. Because if these guys were not good in Europe, yeah. then I'll understand. But they are doing well at higher levels. Yeah. So how come when they come here, they cannot do well? That means that there's something, there's something that we need to fix. The it's co- not the, the, fa- the, the coaching system. Maybe it could yeah. be the coach, it could be the environment, it could be the pitch. It's an external factor that we need to understand. Yeah, it's the environment. I think it's the environment. Mm. Because uh, we had the same issue with uh, CK. Mm. The same with Milo mm. and all the coaches. Yeah, yeah. So it cannot be... So there's been a trend. Over, yes. Mm. It's, it's, it's just pure disappointment that we've been lucky to get a talented generation after this. Mm. 2021 was disastrous. 2023 has been okay. We've gone to the World Cup. And we might, even after that poor Afghan showing in 2022, mm. we managed to still go to the World Cup. You know, that seems like a long time ago. It does. It does. <laughs> and, you know, going to the World Cup has actually given us the opportunity to get these dual nationals. And then now we've got fresher talent in Nuama coming to join the team. It's an exciting period for the Black Stars. We need to capitalize on it mm. and bring the most out of these guys. Right. I think our national team is not far off. Mm. We just need to fix a couple of things and be bold with our decisions and we'll be good, we'll be good again. That's Rio Kwampo for there, talking about the Black Stars. Don't forget, uh, this show is brought to you by Mega Six Lotto. Six numbers can change your life. And what would you do with one million Ghana CDs today if you got that? Now, with uh, only 49 numbers to choose from, Mega Six Lotto offers you a chance to win exciting prizes. Don't forget to play before 5 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Dial star 266 hash or download on iOS uh, on, on, on Android the apps that you can play the games on and uh, mega6loto.com to play. Now, Mega6loto is approved and regulated by the National Lottery Authority. We'll be back shortly. Sports Ultras. Sports Ultras. Well, this is the Sports Ultras right here on 3FM 92.7. Every Sunday we are on your radio just bringing you um, excellent sports content and recapping what has happened over the weekend. Let's get back uh, into uh, the conversation. And uh, we're talking Midyama SC. They take on Remo Stars in the CAF Champions League. Let's do it. Is, yeah. is, 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 is this a, a good opportunity for Midyama? Yes. They won. Mm. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Now, um, I'm not. I'm not interested. In are you are, you, are you convinced that they go to Nigeria and beat them again? It's it's, it's up to them. Mm. It's up to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, we've not we've not fared well in 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 Africa in recent times. So they have opportunity to to change some of this. Sports ultra. Sports Now the most important thing is that go out there and don't concede. If you don't concede, you move to the next stage. And uh, they played well. They played so well today. And yeah. I think that uh, they have they have the guys. I think uh, it's, it's experience enough to uh, to to help uh, go out there and go and have a a good game and make sure they qualify. They should have a, a solid strategy mm. 
Now you've won. You don't need to go and score there. Yeah. Just prevent them from scoring. Close shop. Exactly. And if, if you're able to do that, definitely you, you will qualify. And Dreams FC too. Yeah. They did well. Mm. They, they played 1-1. Over there. And so you also play at home. Don't concede. And mm. you move to the next stage. Uh, great results there for the Ghanaian teams. Kelvin, uh, you have... Uh, so, so Kelvin is host of GPL Express. You've, you've watched many of these Ghanaian yeah. sides. For Midiama, how important is this win for the club? Well, I think it's very great for them, especially going to Nigeria. Remo Stars is very well resourced, and um, maybe Medema may say they, they are well resourced, but they cannot match it to Remo Stars. You know, this is, this is a team very well. Sports Ultra! Sports Ultra! At their disposal. They won the, the Nigeria, um, um, they, they competed very well. I think the Medema team, uh, the Ghana Premier League, you can say they were okay, they were good, but they were not really an excellent force that you would have expected to win the Ghana Premier League. I think the likes of Ediana, Bichim, and even Asante Kotoko let their gas down. If you look at the number of points that these sides lost at home mm. in the run into the end of the season, it wasn't impressive. But that notwithstanding, you cannot take anything away from them. Jonathan Sowa, just like he saved them since he joined during the start of the second round, was the one who scored that solitary goal. And I still think that they lack that bite in midfield, the men who can really carry the team on their shoulders. Mm. If Mediama were the same Mediama during also, that 20, 2016-2017, I would have vouched for them to have thrashed the side by, by even four goals or five goals. But this is a team where you cannot even talk of players, three or four players who have played for even more than two years. Mm. It's more like a team that is gradually gelling and trying to find that synergy. Mm. Adote may be experienced, but the players don't have enough experience to play at this top level. One nil good for them, but going to Nigeria, they should expect some, some fireworks, unless they are going to play like Black Stars did against the Super Eagles back in Nigeria. Uh, I, I don't see too much promise with this result, but good for them. They, they know how tough Africa is. Mm. Many have complained, Kotoko had to full go, and then they fall and come back. I'm sure this is a testament to, to them that playing in Africa is not as cool as you play in the Ghana Premier League. Almost definitely. It's, a, it's always a, a tough task for, especially Ghanaian sides playing on the African continent. But, Oreku, um, you wanted to have your say on that. Yeah, I think today I got my confirmation that we're not going to see a Ghanaian club win any Carpenter Club competition anytime soon. And it doesn't even have to do with how Midiama played on the day. You take a look at the stadium. Yeah. And you could literally hear a pin drop. Mm. Apart from the media stand, it was empty seats all over. There's nobody there. No one. Mm. And in the Ghana Premier League, that's fine. But in Africa, this is your 12th man. This was supposed to be a home game. The reason why teams win in Africa is because they dominate at home. With that came here... A cry out of folk beat them 2 0. Little did they know what they were going to meet in Morocco. Mm. You look at the trend of teams that have been successful in Africa recently, with that, Al Ahli, and even Sundowns to some extent. Mm. All of these guys, when you go to their stadium, you will shiver throughout as a player, as an opposition player. Today, Remo Stars felt really comfortable, possessed the ball. Yeah, but that's, the, that's far the, away from Takara. Not the, even close to Takara. That's the problem. Yeah. If our teams can't play in their actual home games, then they are playing at neutral venues, and that alone, I think, 
it's such a big disadvantage that deeper into this competition, you could go past Ramos' task. But when you get to the money zone, trust me, you're not going to win any home game. And with what the record is saying, this one tells the like, um, club licensing department to be yeah. very stern with yeah. their, their licensing regulations. If you have a very good regulation for, for it and then um, the, the clubs are going by it, it means that they would have very well-approved standard stadiums mm. for the inter-club competitions. And they'll feel comfortable at home. Imagine Mediama had the, the, the TNA ready and yeah. they were playing there. Mm. Or even the Akun Park was standard for just even the qualifiers. It would have been super great for them to play there and they would have felt comfortable and I'm sure they could have even scored more because of familiarity with the terrain and even the 12th one, which is the supporters behind them. You could see the entire stadium, the entire Cape Coast Stadium, aside the VIP session. You could see the rest of the stadium empty. I saw it from Twitter when uh, Clinton Aleto, our friend, uh, posted it that yes, the stadium is full. Yeah, But uh, you, know, you know the funny thing? Mm. If Mediama or Dreams FC go to the semifinals, they can't play in Ghana. Oh, but the, but the, they will have to go to Kumasi. No, there's no stadium. We'll give them Kumasi. The, there's no stadium. <laughs> Truly, look, even the Babara, do you know Kaf had to see inside for us yeah. more for that? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. still things we have to change. Oh. Yeah. 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 We have people, we can't compete in Africa. After semifinals, there's no stadium in Ghana that would be passed legally. We'll, we'll go to Morocco. We'll go to, yeah. we, have a, we have a good relationship. Yeah, by that time, we'll have finished the, the, the Afcon, so we'll go to Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's, that's actually close. Thank you. Thank you for that. But, uh, Kelvin, you were showing me a message. Yes. Before we yes. come to your message, right. though, uh, thank you, uh, every one of you watching us on uh, Facebook. Uh, we have quite a number of comments here. Let me read a, a, a few of them. Uh, Opoku Patrick, you're saying that everywhere Listo goes is fire. <laughs> Fredachi uh, needs, needs some lashes before he is voted out. That's uh, Opoku Patrick there. Daniel uh, King Chumisi says, no one is convinced uh, they were not the ones who packed the dollars in their bag. Uh, that's also it. Nazir, Nazir, Nazir says, uh, Stephen Apia was taken to South Africa 2010 without having a team. Was the guy in the studio talking about that Andrea mm-hmm. Yu is not playing? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, Nasser Nasser there. Nasser Nasser also says, uh, so, which, uh, so who are the old players uh, you guys are talking about because our team is barely a new team? Uh, Osafo Johnny Ebenezer says, some of the players sabotage themselves because of managers, uh, because managers have created enmity between them and uh, the team. I, I don't know what you're talking about, really. But also, uh, Citizen Sika Togo says, Good evening. As for Chelsea, they are going to finish 12th again. United need to uh, sell better midfield and uh, other solid attacking players, not Anthony and Mason Mount. I mean, United fans do, do not really like Mount. Nasser Nasri, again, I mean, today, thank you so much, Nasser, for uh, listening to us. You are, you are asking if Tariq Lamte is injured. Uh, he just came back from an injury. Yeah, he played yeah. for the other 21s for Brighton, yeah. uh, I think, three days ago. So Exactly. Yeah. And so and so he, he he's still he's still in the mix. Yeah. He, he could get yeah. his chance. Yeah. And uh, Prince Ousu Ando, you're also saying, my man, Orek Wampofo. And yeah, you gave him a fire emoji there. Thank you so much for <laughs> your comments. But uh, yeah. Kelvin, the, the message from Ebenezer Sefer. Yes, uh, Coach Eben, yes, uh, greetings to you. You've always been uh, joining the show via Facebook. He says, I think the technical team of the Black Stars need to really check how these players are being used in their respective clubs and the type of system we have been playing. Pate does very well with Arsenal, Kudus, etc. When Koja Samoa was playing as a left wing back for Juventus, he comes down and plays the same role and does well enough 
We all knew him to be offensive-minded attacker. Well, that's from Coach Benazi. Fine. Uh, this is a, 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 a well-wished to coach Faisal Chipsa. Yes, he was mm. to join us today, but unfortunately, I think he's under a bit under the weather. We wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, great strength yeah, yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. But um, a message to Nazar Steven Apia played for two clubs, Italian clubs during that period, 2010, Cesena and Bologna. Mm. He switched between the two clubs, mm. so he wasn't idle. Yeah, yeah. so he should get to know his facts right before commenting. Ah, most definitely, and, and that's, that's it. Uh, this is what Sports Ultra is all about, and uh, we're just giving you everything you need to need. There, there's, there's one here. Osafo Johnny Ebenezer says, Randy, Kurt, Fred Papo, and Anas connived to bring Yantechi <laughs> down. Now, Ghana national football teams and clubs are facing rigorous and biased officiating on international levels. Uh, that's also your comment there. Thank you so much for bringing your comments in. Uh, this is those Sports Ultras right here on 3FM 92.7. We're just about wrapping up. But before we do that, though, just a few comments on... Um, uh, we have two things we, can, we have to talk about. The UEFA Awards and then the Premier League. So, Ulrich, I'll give you the UEFA Awards... And then uh, I'll come to Listowel on the Premier League. I'll have Listowel talk about Manchester United. And then, Kelvin, uh, your team Arsenal plays tomorrow against Crystal Palace. Yeah. So you would have the last say, and then we close out the show. Oriku, let's talk about uh, UEFA Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. Before before I go into the UEFA Awards, all the best to Jordan Ayu tomorrow when he takes on Arsenal. Yeah, we'll be yeah, behind yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, we'll be behind Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but on the, on the UEFA Awards, I think... The biggest concern or the biggest controversy was why was Lionel Messi there? But I don't even think that that's the biggest issue. Messi deserves to be there. Obviously, in the World Cup year, about when when you are factoring your calendar year or the football year, you are looking at the most or the biggest competition, the most relevant in the year. Usually, it's the Champions League. Mm. But in the World Cup year, of course, more credence goes to whoever wins the World Cup and. For Messi, he didn't just win the World Cup. He dominated it, and he was the reason why Argentina won it. And yeah. so I think it was an iconic moment, you know, kind of a moment where the late Maradona passed a mantle to Lionel Messi, and it was a crowning moment for him. So there is that sentiment attached to it. Mm. And so it makes sense that he is in the nominee list. Maybe you could have done better with this club side Paris Saint-Germain, especially in the Champions League. Yeah. Liga is a formality for them, although now I don't think it is, though. Uh, but he still contributed to the league. 16 goals, 16 assists. They won the league, which was fine. Uh, would have been okay for any other player, but Messi's standards are way higher. So I get the reason of him being in the top three. But it's strange that someone like Vinicius was in the top ten. Mm. And I think that's the biggest controversy that people should have been throwing more light on. Yeah. You look in the top 10 and you're looking at someone like Declan Rice and Jesus Navas. Mm. Fine, I understand that someone like Navas won the Europa. Declan Rice won the, the Conference, Conference League. League yeah. But really, are we going to ignore everything that Vinicius did in the season mm. to not call him a top 10 player in Europe just because he didn't win the Champions League but got to the semifinals? Mm. Just because he didn't win um, you know, La Liga and ended up winning the Copa del Rey? I don't think that's fair. Just because he had a bad walk-up, I don't think that that was fair. Because for me, I think Vinicius should be somewhere in around the top five. And a lot of the people in the list are there because of the trophy gimmick. I call it a trophy gimmick because some people just find themselves in a team that wins a trophy and all of a sudden people overrate them. Gundogan was in there. I was Mm. surprised. Mm. Gundogan only came alive in the latter part. No doubt he's a top quality player, but he wasn't top five players in 
the world last season. Mm. Let's be honest. There are players who played from August to the end of the season. Mbappe. Yeah, all of these guys are playing football. But yeah, I get... Why is he not in there? I I get the reasoning Mm. that, yeah, maybe you want to focus on the World Cup and the treble winning team because they're the two highlights of of the season, which is fair. If I was to pick a winner, I think Haaland has shot himself in the foot. How? I do believe in recency bias. Mm. And, you know, when humans are voting, there's a tendency to remember your latter actions. Mm. It will be difficult to remember what Haaland did six, seven months ago. Okay. What I want to remember, oh, winning goal was Rodri. Mm. Oh, Champions League semi-final, KDB got a goal. Yeah. You have to go back to Haaland's contribution to Manchester City's treble. Mm. And that's not a good look because even in the league, he fell off in the last seven games. Yep. And then you have Lionel Messi where, as I said, the World Cup was iconic. It's something that is difficult to forget. And even beyond that, mm. When he moved to the MLS, mm. although it may not be considered, mm. it's still a good memory in people's heads. Coaches and captains who are voting remember, oh, Messi went to MLS and won with Inter Miami, who have never won a trophy. So, so it's a good signal in their head. Mm. And that's the subjectivity that counts with human voting. Because mm. if it was an object, fully objective... Look, the MLS is a league cup. They are still at the base of the league. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what he's played. And that's what people would remember him for. If the voting was done today... People will remember what he did in the league's cup. So, so that raises questions about yeah. the, the, the games or the matches or the competitions that the other players, especially mm. Kylian Mbappe, played. That he's been exempted from this. If you are talking about these competitions, what is what is the MLS League Cup? No, you're not getting what is the MLS point. League Cup. You're that not, should you're that not should, getting that should, that should give me a recency Messi, Messi, Messi to be Messi is not, Messi is not in the top three. Because of that. And he's not going to win it off any second because of... No one will consider that. It's not in the calendar year. But I'm saying that you, Kelvin, mm-hmm. if you are going to vote yeah. today, mm-hmm. what would you... What, in your mind, you are like, oh, if, as things stand right now, Haaland is not having the best moments. He struggled in finals. You're looking at Kevin De Bruyne. He's injured. You're looking at Lionel Messi. Oh, he's won a World Cup. And now he's doing well at Inter Miami. Although, logically... You don't consider that the human fight side of it, the subjective part of it, recency bias, and that's why I think you win it. Mm. Because if Haaland, imagine Haaland scored a Champions League winning goal, mm. and in the Super Cup he scored a winning goal. Mm. Although the Super Cup is not part of the calendar and it wouldn't be considered, mm. people will remember him for that. Yeah. He got lost at the very, very bad time, and unfortunately for him, his votes would also be shared with Kevin De Bruyne, his teammate. Because there are two Man City players and two treble winners. And that's what happened Van Dijk's time when he lost the Ballon d'Or narrowly to Messi, where he was sharing votes with Mane and Salah. Fortunately for Messi, he's there alone. And anyone who's voting for him based on the World Cup will vote for him. Those who are going for a treble winner, some will say Kevin De Bruyne contributed more to the treble than Haaland. Some mm. will say vice versa. Yeah. And that's where they will split it. And that's why for me, I think Messi will win it. Not because he deserves it. If I was you voting, know, you know, I'll vote for Haaland. You know, if it's a European award, I think UEFA should consider their two top most European championships. The UEFA Champions League and then the Nations League. And there was one particular player who was so instrumental, Rodri. Mm. Why is he not even in the top three? And that raises a lot of questions about UEFA themselves. Yeah. And that is why there are times, I think that... Wait, who do you think? Who do you think? Ahead of who? Rory should be in there. Who is it there? That is Haaland. Ahead of KDB. KDB. What, yeah. is, what did Kevin De Bruyne do this season? Sincerely. How instrumental was he? If you, you, sure if you want to use the World Cup to justify... <laughs> no, I'm not wait, if you want to use the winning the World Cup to justify Messi's inclusion, I think Kylian Mbappe, aside no winning the World Cup, 
did fantastically equally or probably better than what Messi provided. And in the league, ah, that Messi than what? Wait, how was yeah. Mbappe wait, better than Messi? In the world? Wait, going going by going by their statistics and even in the league, Mbappe was voted the best player. In that league, that Mbappe, particular league, when the two of them met, the tiebreaker was the World Cup. If Mbappe won the World Cup, he'll be here. And the tiebreaker individually, football is match individually. Mm-hmm. Who scored the most goals in that final? Who was the best player in the World Cup? Who, who scored the most goals? Who was that finale? You were, you were, you were, who was the best player? When they met, and that was the grand finale. Who was the best player? If you think you were a man, if you think we are not going to end this conversation, you could have showed that Paris in there. And that is why I think that. That's why I think that. That is why I think that mm-hmm. if you ever want to base this mm-hmm. award on just... Po- it's, it's more like a popularity contest now. Sincerely. If it was a popularity contest, Rodri would be in there. No, 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 no. No. Rodri, Messi, Rodri was the most popular man. No, no, no. You put Messi and Rodri and Rodri was the most popular man in the contest. It would never happen. Getting to the end of the season, Rodri was the most popular man. Look, this guy scored in the winner of the UEFA Champions League. Um, UEFA, uh, what's they call it? The Nations League. Yeah. This guy scored Champions League. Mm. Uh, he was he was on a roll. Premier League, he was scored. It was about popularity. Everyone of No, no. Popularity, Messi is there. He's not, he's not, Rodri is not that kind of person. Yeah. If Haaland has scored those goals consistently. Exactly. Everyone would have said exactly. no, I'm talking about mm. popularity in the context of the season. Of the season, right. That Look, the way both of them ended the season it was just about popularity and not true contributions. I'm even looking at the Man City players. Messi, I think he's untouchable in that top team because of the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you can only blame Kolomuani for this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If Mbappe yeah. scored, he would be there instead of... I just think... Mbappe scored three times. If Mbappe Mbappe would be there and he scored a penalty. Well, That's how football is. Well, <laughs> well uh, uh, so, I mean... Uh, we've, we've, oh, but, but to be honest, me, I like, I'll vote for Haaland. So, if I was voting, okay. I'll vote for Haaland. But you think Messi wins? But I think Messi win it, and I explained why. Okay, Haaland, Haaland should have ended the season um, better. Uh, List of all, who, yeah. do, who do you think wins? Haaland, uh, Haaland, Messi, and then uh, obviously Messi will win, but you know, I would have loved uh, Haaland to win. Yes, okay. and you know the Messi, funny thing too about these voters Messi, yeah. in their head, they'll be like, Oh, Messi is about to retire, Let's yes. just, he's, yeah. he's won the world cup. Haaland has many more years, yeah. he'll compete. Look, yeah. it's human nature, yeah. that's what they'll probably they'll yeah. consider all of those things. Kelvin, who, who would you vote for? Oh, I vote for Haaland. You vote for Haaland. Yeah. yeah, but 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 you see, mine is that I can't I can't look at Haaland and Messi in a in an award competition and, and, and vote for Haaland. Yesterday, for instance, the guy could not control yeah, the ball. It won't happen. It won't, it won't the, happen. The truth, the see, truth is that thing, we have to face the truth. Yeah. If you want to look, you can be the best scorer. You can score goals. You can do your job very mm, well. Mm. But I feel to be the best player. You need to be unique. You need to do something that other people cannot do. Thank you very much. I don't think I see that in Haaland. He scores at an extraordinary rate, but basically that's his job. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't do anything on the pitch. Whoa. I agree. That guy is the best. Haaland is the the pushcast of our generation. I agree. I agree. But but yeah, that's that's, that's just about how we wrap on the show. But before we do, um, producer, do you have uh, Predator? Uh, I don't know if you have. Yes, you have yes, yes. We have the predictor. Uh, Bill, we have the predictor. Have predictor. Yes, the predictor. Yes. Okay, so let's just uh, check out the predictor before we go, as um, we have just about two minutes to. All right. Wrap up. Yes. I mean, let's I think roll we've, through we've, the predictor. We've, we've, gone, we've gone through our time, but we yeah. just have to go through mm-hmm. uh, predictor before we go. And you're still listening to Sports Ultras right here on 3 FM 92.7. All right. You're watching us on Facebook <laughs> as well. We are there. And, uh, oh, 
my god. Is that from last week? <laughs> yeah, 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 last week. Right. Last week. This was last week. Okay. Uh, so last week I predicted a 3-0 win for Man United. And it, was, it didn't happen. It, it was a 1-0 win. <laughs> oh, but at least he won. And exactly. Yeah. And then England, England beating Australia. Two correct. Yeah, correct. Uh, Man City beating Sevilla, hmm. correct as well. But anyway, win. Yeah, yeah, okay. the margin, yeah, two and a half, two and, and half. then <laughs> and then Spurs United. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Manchester City uh, Newcastle no, as well. So that, three that, three that, out of five. Three yeah. out of five. Yeah, three out of five. Aniela three one. Wolves. I mean, it's it's okay. Uh, Aniela predicted Australia beating England. Yeah, wow, well, that was yeah, wrong. Exactly, City. Uh, also beating Sevilla, mm-hmm. correct. correct. United beating Spurs oh. didn't happen, uh-huh. and then Newcastle beating City didn't happen. Let's move on to the next. Kelvin says, uh, hey. Hey. Are we right. this, this, "This is the new one. This is the new one. This, yeah. this, this, this is the one for this week." This week. All right. Um, so. So can, we, can we get the old one? Yes. Okay. If the old one is not ready, let's go to the. Uh, Bill, if the old one is not ready, we can move on to the next one. Is, is it ready? Okay. So, um, Man City, United, um, uh, United Wolves, 2-0. Okay, oh, good. England. Oh, not bad. Four. Oh, that's four. That's four. four. That's four. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. That, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's only Manchester United who disappointed me. Okay. Oreku. Oreku's, uh, okay. This is go Chofla. Oreku also said 3-0. United Wolves, he wins. Uh, England, correct. City, correct. Ah, uh, then England is a correct score. Yeah. Oh, oh no, 3 1, 3 1, 3 1. Manchester United yeah. boys. Yeah, United. <laughs> United, uh, okay, but no, so that's, that's so four. four. Yeah, yeah so we, yeah, the United is spread to us 2 2. If Bruno has scored the header. All right, so this week. Bill, where's yours? <laughs> okay, anyway, so uh, right. this week I've predicted Arsenal to beat Crystal Palace 3 mm-hmm. 2. Uh, Madrid beating Celta Vigo 4 1. Dreams beating Milo FC 2 1. And then Midiama beating Ramos. Hey, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? The stadium will be packed. But Newcastle, Liverpool, uh, 2-2 um, over the weekend. Wait, is this for Kelvin? Uh, yes. Yeah, this, okay. this is for Kelvin. And so Kelvin has predicted 3-1 Arsenal, um, uh, 2-1 Real Madrid, Celta Vigo, 2-1 James Milo, Ramos Stars, 1-2. That's uh, Midiama beating Ramos Stars in, uh, in Nigeria. And then Newcastle United Liverpool playing out a 1 1 draw. So we'll was, see how that goes. Oreku so, uh, says 2 1 to Arsenal tomorrow uh, in that game against Palace. And then Real Madrid beating Salta Vigo 3 1. Dreams to beat Milo FC 2 0. Remo Stars to beat Mediama 2 0. Oh, Monija. Uh, no, I, I, I see you didn't go with sentiments <laughs> on this one. And then Newcastle also in the bill. Bill says 2 0 to Arsenal. Uh, tomorrow and then Celta de Vigo also losing to Real Madrid 2 0. Dreams 2 1 to Milo FC 1 1. Mediama Remo Stars 1 1. Liverpool and uh, Newcastle United. So those are the predictions. And the final one, uh, Aniela says 2 1. Arsenal Crystal Palace. Celta Vigo 1. Joseph Edu Heda. Celta Vigo 1. Real Madrid 0. Uh, that's from Aniela. Dreams FC also 1-0 against Milo FC. Mediama beating Remo Stars away from home. And then Newcastle United, Liverpool 1-1. And so next week, we'll bring you um, uh, the action from there as well. How we predicted, how the matches went. And then uh, we can have a, a bigger conversation on that. Thank you so much for joining us. This uh, 3FM 92.7. Keep your dial right here. Thank you for joining us. Listo or Mensa of Angel Sports. Listo, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for honoring our invitation. Kelvin, uh, thank you as well. Thank you to Aniela. Thank you, Ure Kwampo, for my producers at the back. Prosper Kuzo, 
and Bulishen. Thank you guys also for um, listening and always supporting. And make sure that you go back to Facebook, you replay it, and listen and enjoy. Keep supporting 3FM 92.7. We'll see you again next week with another exciting edition. Thank you.